Hey, podcast family, welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. My name is Kanji. I'm Tara. And this week, we are going to talk about why it is important for us as moms to prioritize the relationship with our partners each and every day. How does that sound to you, Tara? That sounds uh, great and terrifying at the same time. (laughs) Super terrifying. Well, to be completely honest and transparent, extremely terrifying for me because my partner, my husband, is also the podcast producer. So a part of me is always a little concerned, also um, aware that any conversations that I have about parenting Mm -hmm. and our relationship are going to be viewed and listened to by him every single week. Yes, it's no accident we don't often talk about our relationships. We talk a lot about our friendships and our kids and ourselves. We don't often talk about our partners. And your husband does not listen to the podcast. He doesn't. I get a hall pass on these. So must be nice. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that's like. I'm so sorry. How does it feel? <laughs> it feels pretty good, actually. <laughs> Which is why you were like, oh, yes, let's talk, let's about, talk this. about that. But I would be doing a huge disservice to myself and and to you as a friend, and to all of you podcast family who are tuning in, um, thank you for taking time to listen. If I wasn't honest about kind of what I go through, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter who the audience is. It doesn't change the fact that it is a struggle mm-hmm. um, when you bring in little humans into a relationship Um to make that relationship still a priority. So we are going to talk this week about some of the challenges that you and I have had, Mm -hmm. um, where we are in this season of our lives, and maybe some practical tips or advice that we can take ourselves. Yes, that's (laughs) Um, right. as As we focus on why it is important to prioritize a relationship with a partner, um, when you have children of different ages and exactly how you have done it, how I have done it, or how in the future we can do that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, Tara, about what it is that uh, led you to bring this topic to the conversation this week. (laughs) Well, um, we talked a little bit about this before, but um, Gage is in Cub Scouts, and I'm a Cub Scout den leader. And this is our last year. And after they finish Cub Scouts, they go into Boy Scouts. And Boy Scouts is actually very um, child-led. The parent kind of takes a back seat. And, you know, I'll help out from time to time, but he's going to be doing a lot more without me without us. And he just went on his first um, camping trip with the troop he's going to join. And we did not go. So Mm -hmm. he was out there by himself, which was terrifying by itself. And then, you know, my husband and I find ourselves in the house for the weekend with no gauge, just the two of us. And so I'm just been thinking a lot about how that's going to happen more and more as he gets older. And we're sort of getting into this season of He's probably going to be doing this kind of thing more often. At least once a month, he'll be out of the house and we'll just have that time to ourselves. So I remember my, I have an aunt once that told me when her youngest was getting older, she said that she looked at her husband, my uncle, and was like, uh, he's about to be gone a lot. We need to make sure we like each other. Yeah. And, you know, and I've just been thinking a lot about her when, when she said that to me. So how long were you married before you and Jason had Gage? We were married about five years. And how long had you been together before then? Seven. So what did you feel um, was the most difficult part of the transition uh, once you've been with somebody 12 years total? Uh, Seven years total. Seven years total. Yeah. um, When you brought this little human gauge into the relationship and that how the dynamics changed with your your marriage at that point. 
Oh, that's interesting. Uh, well, besides having a newborn who sucks up all the air in the house for at least the first, I don't know, year. <laughs> 18 years. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think that um, I think there was a struggle because I did get very focused on Gage, right? I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep this little baby alive and he's very, you know, mama focused for a long time with the feeding and the schedule and the way it worked. And so I think I did sort of focused a lot of my attention on Gage and not meaning to switch teams a little bit, right? It kind of became like me and Gage and then my partner was out on his own. I think that happened. It wasn't on purpose. And um, as he got a little older and started getting to those twos and threes, you know, Jason and I struggled. We did have some hard times during those years and we had to like sit down together and sort of realign the teams and make sure, you know, everybody was getting what they needed from the situation. Mm -hmm. So was there a conversation that your partner had with you or how did you start to recognize that there were things that were kind of misaligned? Uh, We had some, we had a lot of very loud (laughs) conversations. I like the way that you coin it a loud conversation. Let's just call a spade a spade. (laughs) We had some fights. We was fighting. We were fighting. It was getting ugly. Uh, We actually ended up in counseling. Mm -hmm. We decided that with two personalities such as ours we needed a third person to come in and kind of sort out who was what was right what was wrong what was true and what was false Mm -hmm. because we were both pretty upside down at that point so we we did it that way and how long did y'all attend uh uh, counseling um that time around i think we did like i want to say it was like six months i mean what i really love about us in general is that typically when we reach a point where things need to change and we have a couple of conversations about it, we're pretty good at changing. Mm-hmm. Both of us are pretty good about going like, okay, like this wasn't working clearly. And once we get, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes we have to get to a really bad point, but we get there and we, we typically change it pretty fast and turn it around pretty quick. You mentioned that when Gage was younger, uh, your partner may have felt that there was you and Gage against your partner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that for for me, the situation was very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, um, unlike you and and Jason, we did not have a lot of time in my marriage, my husband and I, um, before we introduced a newborn into the equation. Yeah. So um, I've mentioned this before on some of the episodes. I was in my mid-30s when we got married and um, got married in April of 2008. And nine months and one day after the wedding. That's right. Baby Roman was born. <laughs> That's right. Honeymoon pregnant. It was a honeymoon pregnancy, right? Um, yes. And it was, you could hear that episode where I <laughs> gave birth to Roman. That one, we, I think we we aired uh, my birth story last year on an episode, Labors of Love, which um, has traumatized many people who've heard that. That's true. I still have a lot of people that bring it up to me. And so new listeners, if you haven't heard that one, go back last year. It was around Labor Day. Labors of Love. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's a must listen. So go on, go back and check that one out. Come back and finish this one. Make sure you're following us on all your platforms. And if uh, if you have a few minutes, please rate and review us. We love hearing from you. Yeah, thank you. Um, we we had Roman so quickly after we got married that we didn't have a chance, I don't think, to kind of get into the newlywed groove, mm-hmm. to get into the marital groove and to build ourselves up as a team before we introduced this new teammate. Right. And the other dynamic that changed really quickly was when I was out on maternity leave. Um, we were we were living in New York City and had I was working at a law firm at the time, a very 
large top tier law firm in Manhattan. And I was on maternity leave. And when Roman was three weeks old, I got a call and I was laid off. It mm. was a part of the Great Recession, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of those dynamics, I went from being someone who was on this career path and this career trajectory where I was very clear as to what I was going to do to all of a sudden being a stay-at-home mom. Right. Um, and we're in the middle of the Great Recession mm-hmm. and there was no end in sight and we didn't have family around. And so by its nature, I really became uh aligned with this newborn because it was just me and him in the winter of New York. Right. And my husband was working two full-time jobs um, because to make up for kind of our lost income and also just to stay above ground and above float, I couldn't go looking for a job. How do you look for a job when you have a newborn child Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have a job? It was, you know, it was a really difficult, challenging time for us. And, um, in news that is surprising to no one, I'm very rigid in the way I like things done, right? And it was, <laughs> it's so shocking, I know. It's shocking. And that extended to my parenting style mm-hmm. and how I wanted our son to be taken care of and things that I wanted um, him to do and the schedule I wanted him to be on. And so for me, when my husband wasn't able to do that or be that, um, it kind of was, I boxed him out a little bit, right? Yeah, it's a struggle. Um, and he was leaving the house every day. Right. He was going to work and he still had his friends and he still had activities. And I was home with this kid and um and we the the disconnect grew. The divide right. grew. Yeah. And um in many areas the resentment grew. Mm-hmm. Um and did not prioritize the marriage because I had this little person who needed all of my energy Mm. and attention. And so not only did I not prioritize my marriage, I did not prioritize my health or myself. Mm -hmm. And so when we become moms, so many things are shifting um, within us that I think we, we forget how important it is to get back to the basics and to prioritize um, other relationships with other people Mm -hmm. um, your partner, your spouse, your friends, your family, and also the relationship with yourself. Yourself, yeah. for sure. And it took me many years to get to that point. Really? Well, how about with your relationship? I mean, were you guys able to get past that once you got through the newborn phase oh, a I little lo- bit? I love the way that you put it in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make assumptions. <laughs> no, um, you know, and and... and what happens and what is true is that it is something that you need to focus on each and every week, mm-hmm. each and every day. It's different when you get past the newborn stage. It's different when you get past the toddler stage, when you have the kids going off to school. And you and I, Tara, are in that unique situation somewhat that both of us have only children. That's so true. We only have one kid. That's right. And so we know that the dynamics can absolutely be different yeah. when- you have other children involved. Um, but we also have a somewhat unique situation where we don't have um, huge networks of immediate family around us to kind of help out a lot. That's true. Yeah. You it's know? often solely on me and, and my partner. And we have to kind of tag team that as this kid gets bigger. It's mostly been the three of us. We're kind of our own little thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's the exact same with us. Um, and we got to a point, I think when Roman started going into school, it was a little bit easier and better and our relationship kind of ebbs and flows. I will say this, and I'm guilty of of not prioritizing it. I've used um, the phrase a few times that when you are 
in life as women, we're not able to um, have a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're juggling balls. And when you have so many balls in the air that you are juggling, you need to be careful of which ones are made of glass and which ones are made of rubber. Mm -hmm. And I've always, and I always will treat my child as though he's made of glass and I will protect and respect that. But too often I've treated my partner Mm -hmm. and also myself like we're made of rubber and just expect to not pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to bounce back. Right. Just like, just like when I lose weight, it's always going to bounce back. (laughs) Just like, like, I, like, I don't need to pay this other human being, this adult attention. I don't need to sit and watch movies with him. I don't need to devote time because he's here. We have rings on and he's always going to be here. And I've realized through many conversations with him over the years that that's not the right way to approach things that Mm. I really have to be intentional in prioritizing that relationship. So that is what our child sees. And that's what we experience, right? Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about your glass and rubber ball analogy when you were talking about the newborn phase, because I, I think that, um, I know that I've done it. You know, you, I'm, people may have regrets that they weren't able to do more during that period. And I always mm-hmm. say, listen, if you kept a newborn alive, that's all you had to do for that year and a half. It's fine. <laughs> you know, but you know, as they get older, you do realize there's more capacity and it's important to step into that, lean into that. The other thing I would say is I don't know. There was a time, even when Gage was older, like maybe when, maybe like between five and seven when I was still a little too tethered to him and the outcomes there. And, you know, my partner and I had to have a conversation about it, not because I was necessarily neglecting our relationship. There was more room to do a little bit of all of it, but I was realizing for myself that it, and we've talked about this before, making him the center of, my orbit doesn't serve him gauge well either. Mm -hmm. You know, like he needs to recognize that while he's awesome and I love him and I'm always here for him, he needs to feel comfortable to go out and stretch and move away and, uh, you know, and then know that I'm always here. He can come back, you know, sort of like that too. And I think about that when I'm thinking about the priorities in my life, whether it be like prioritizing myself, prioritizing my partner, prioritizing my work, that it's important for him to see that, that Mm -hmm. he's important and he will always be the most important thing. But sometimes I'm going to be focused on other things because that's what a human life looks like. You know, it's not always going to be about him. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of discussions, arguments, conversations about what you should put first in a Yeah. You put your marriage first, you put your kids first. and, And I don't think that, it's an either or. Agreed. I think that there are certain times um, in a relationship, in a lifetime, where you are going to prioritize different things at different times. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the first year and a half kind of focused on keeping this little human alive. Yeah. And um, one thing that I wish I had done more of, and it was advice that I got from a, a dear friend of mine, my friend Tiffany, when uh, Roman was younger. She said to me, Kanji, you need to leave the house more. And I was like, where am I going to go? <laughs> it's wintertime <laughs> yeah. in New York. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. I did not leave the house more. And I didn't give my partner, our producer, mm-hmm. the chance to, to do things on his own, mm-hmm. t- 
to either do it right or do it wrong. Yeah. Right. I was always there. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I have realized now that Roman is older and I try a little bit more to do this with him and also my partner is let them figure it out. Like I was always there to be the co-parent and also the default parent. Mm-hmm. So a, my my husband never had an opportunity to align himself with the baby or yeah, the newborn because yeah. I was Step always up. there. Mm-hmm. And B, he never had a chance to kind of figure it out himself. Yeah. I always kind of figured it out. I created the grocery list. Uh, told him how to do it. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to put it in so few I words. Mean. <laughs> that's kind of how it was. And it was and it, it was always having this conversation like, well, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to cook. I have to clean. I have to do this. I have to take care of him. I have to get up at night. And um, someone asked me once, I said, well, what happens if you don't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know because I never found out. <laughs> you know? It's such an interesting concept. I'm like, uh, what would happen if you didn't step up and handle every single thing that needs to be handled? Like, uh, I guess we'd probably still live somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we'd figure it out. It's hard. But I don't know because yeah. I always did. Yeah. And so what that meant was that a lot of energy that I could have had either for my own self-care and mm-hmm. well-being or also for my relationship with my partner kind of went to this child or the motherhood aspect of my life, whereas I could have spent that time developing um, my role as a wife, developing my role as as a, a working person mm-hmm. and, and, and relationships with other people because the center of my orbit kind of did change and it changed really dramatically and really rapidly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think going back to specifically talking about prioritizing our relationships with our partners, I know when we were going through all that, when it was really tough and we age was around three or four, you get a lot of those uh, pieces of advice that are like regular date nights mm-hmm. and regular, you know, spend time, just the two of you conversations, things like that. And I remember thinking at the time that it was so trite, you know, like whatever. But I think what I have found and we're not, we don't do, I have friends that do like regular date nights. It's a thing on their calendar. We don't do that, but we do make sure that we, you know, spend some time each night, just ch- quick chit chat, check in, mm-hmm. right? Like, 20 minutes. Hey, how was your day? Anything happened? Anything we need to talk about? We kind of go over the business and talk about each other and our what's going on. Um, and we try to get out regularly. We've taken some trips in the last few years, just the two of us. And, and we um, try to go out and just, you know, have a meal, just the two of us sometimes from time to time when we're feeling, feeling it. And I think when we did just do that, especially when we were in the rough period, it did help sort of alleviate some of the resentment and um, like underlying animosity. Because for me personally, I can only carry that kind of stuff around if I, if I'm not having a regular dialogue with a person, the minute I start having a regular dialogue with someone that I might be upset with, it sort of dissipates Mm -hmm. because what I'm doing, I tell this whole story in my head and I just walk around with that story. But the minute we started having like real conversations and checking in with each other, I was like, oh, that's not what he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? I was able to sort of let a lot of that go. And it was just important for us to like see each other again. Yeah. Um, And to be clear, what you just said is so, so poignant and just the little things and and being intentional with the time that you're spending because prioritizing 
your relationship or your marriage or your partnership, it doesn't mean that you put all of your energy into that other person, right? Or into that relationship every hour of every day, right? Correct. And it, to the to the extent that you're forgetting about your kids, right? right? Or, or or yourself, yeah. But like you don't you're not spending time with your friends or your your other um your your family members or things like that. But what it does mean is that you just find ways to connect with that other person on a daily basis, like uh-huh, you said. Uh-huh. And it means that you can kind of like schedule time that you spend together and that you prioritize doing that and stick with it each and every day. That's right. It, yeah, for us, it has to, if we if we get out of habit, it gets really hard to get back on track. So it's been really important for mm-hmm. us to like maintain it as a, it's almost like a muscle, right? It's just a habit you have to, we have had to like keep going because sometimes we'll get off track, we'll get too busy and then, a week later, we're sniping at each other, and we realize we haven't really talked to each other, mm-hmm. you know, in seven days. But it's so easy <laughs> it to is. get off track, and time gets away from us, yeah, right? Like, like for example, I'm gonna tell too much of my business, but that's <laughs> what I do. No, but I, I remember once my husband, not just once, yeah. not just once out there, but he, there was a conversation when he said, "Oh, it's been two weeks since we've had sexual relationship or whatever." I was like, "No, it was just a day ago," and he was like. Really? And I was like, no, it was two days. I was like, and it was, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you're right. But in my mind, like I have so regimented and there are so many things in my, I really have like 26 hours worth of things to do in a 24 hour day mm-hmm. that the rubber ball that can be my husband and time that I'm spending with him. If it's like, oh, it didn't happen today. That's okay. It'll happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't happen, it continues to snowball. And I have been someone who has snowballed things mm-hmm. for many, many days, weeks, months. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I know that not just speaking about doing, but it's something that I have had to work on um, doing to be better because it, it's it's important for me to have Roman grow up in a house where he sees that relationship between his parents so that he can know how to model it. Now, we talked in the past about, you know, raising kids that we like. And uh, I think about that sometimes with, with my partner and like what I was saying when my aunt said, it's like, I love him. We're always going to be family. We have a kid together. You know, we've shared a lot of years together. But I think it's important that we make sure we like each other, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think that that's important for Gage to see that his parents are good partners, good friends. They like each other. They love each other. They, you know, they want to be together and have this relationship. And, I, you know, I think we're in a good place right now. And like you said, things ebb and flow. Relationships are... You know, the long haul is a long haul, guys. It's going to look different every day. But in general, I think that Gage knows that we care about each other and respect each other. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because if we didn't, you wouldn't be here. That's why I have to tell my kid. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> no. Um, I, I think that so often we forget how we need to be intentional in so many areas of our lives mm. and in spaces where you don't have that model of how to do it and what it looks like. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say I came from a quote unquote broken home. I just, <laughs> I just came from a home where I did not ever have 
a two parent household where they loved each other and respected each other. And there was the picket fence and all the other things there. <laughs> so I did, I mean, not to be honest, I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how to model it. And so I didn't know how challenging it would be. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't know how to successfully navigate it. Sometimes if you don't do it and you don't realize how much of a struggle it can be, you, you walk away or you, you throw in the towel. But if it's that important to you, and if it's that necessary, you kind of figure a way to make it right. And you, you go to counseling, you you engage conversations and, and you sit down with your partner. It's like, what can we do to make this better? And then actually do it, right? Right. And I mean, I will say it. I came from a very broken <laughs> home. I mean, there was nothing there that um, I would ever want to model. And uh, I think what's hard for me is being intentional about it. But again, like you said, there's no groundwork. It's kind of like building mm-hmm. the bridge while you're on it. Mm-hmm. And then but what's hard for me in that space is that you keep thinking there's an end destination or that you're going to finally know all the things you need to know. And then there's always something new. Like there's always a, I mean, we, there's no end to this thing. You know what I'm no, saying? Yeah. It's wild. Like, oh, I thought I was doing pretty good, but I didn't know about that. I didn't, uh, I guess we got to put that on board now. And you have to kind of let go of this image or vision of what you want it to look like or you what you think it could look yeah. like and also let go of the control yeah because as much as you can't control your kids and their personality and who they're going to be also can't control your partner right <laughs> I, can much control try. My, I can control my kid more than i can control my partner i'm gonna tell you that right now i got a little bit left on this 11 year old boy <laughs> but i got nothing on my partner <laughs> yeah and your partner's coming to the table with the same stuff yeah. that you come to the table with. It's like we all are trying to figure out, make sense of the people we are now, which is because of the foundations that we have. Mm-hmm. And we're all trying to kind of figure it out together as we're going along and growing along, which is what makes it so challenging. It's so challenging, mm-hmm. which is why we don't talk about it very much, guys. Because <laughs> Kaji and I still don't know if we have this thing figured out. We don't have anything figured out. We don't have <laughs> parenting figured out or partnering figured out. But there's some some peace knowing that there's a lot of us out there that are still not realizing how to figure it out, but still on this journey and willing to work for it and do it. But also knowing that, no, none of us, none of us kind of have this figured out. But if you do, please write in, call in, let me know. If you have this figured out, please let us know. We're looking for guests. Come on in, tell us how to do it, please. (laughs) How to do it and to do it well and to do it often. And also, how will you know if you're doing it right? (laughs) There's no scorecards on it. No. Nope. There's no instruction manual. There's no right or wrong. There is just each of us trying to figure out how our situation looks the best for us in our lives, right? Mm. And to model whatever it is that we want to be for our kids each and every day, whether that's in the relationships we have with um, our partners, if we're co-parenting, with our friends, with our family members, and also with them as we parent these little humans who are going to have their own stuff, right? And one day they're going to go off and have kids and parent them. And the way that they do that is largely going to be um, impacted 
by what they see and didn't see growing up. Well, that just puts a whole even more pressure on us trying to do it right, right? But, you know, like I tell Jason all the time, we're going to do the very best we can, and he'll still end up in therapy for something. So it's okay. (laughs) It's all right. Therapy's good for everybody. It's all right. And yes, therapy is good for everyone. It's good for the soul. You know what else is good for the soul? Having you join us each and every week, podcast family. We are so thankful and appreciative of the fact that you've chosen to spend some time listening, hopefully laughing but always learning. With that being said, we are going to sign off this week. We will be back next week with another episode of Motherhood in Black and White. Take good care.